Welcome to Season 4 of the Barfly Podcast. So My name is Jeff Berger, Barfly columnist for the Bay Area News Group and author of the books 20 Years Behind Bars and its sequel, Parole Denied. My co-host and barback is Kevin Blum, editor of the online entertainment hub, The Marine Dish. So sit back and enjoy our little peek behind the hospitality industry crew. Oh, and don't forget to... Have a drink on me. Welcome to the Barfly Podcast. We're here with Aldi Butler, the managing partner uh, of Perry's in San Francisco. Both Perry's in San Francisco and Embarcadero and on Union Street. And the Perry's in... Downtown Larkspur. In downtown Larkspur. And soon to be the Perry's in Nevada. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. You're one of Perry Butler's sons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He has five kids. Three of us are in the business. My sister Margie and I are kind of helping take the baton from him, so to speak. I do operations and kind of at the 10,000 foot level help make sure that all the operations are you know running smoothly she deals with a lot of HR administrative stuff which we all know can be extremely time consuming and tedious and then I have two younger sisters one of which is a bar manager here at the Luxburg location and the other waited tables a long time ago but is moved on to other things. So how is it working as a family business like that? You don't see that much in the restaurant business anymore. No, it's we're very fortunate. We all uh, like each other. We get along well. We all know family businesses can be tricky. We never received any pressure or there's never an assumption that we would work in the restaurants. You know, we did it as a summer job. We did it to help out, but it was always our choice. And so I think that's a big part of the reason that it works is we all individually made our own choices to become a part of the business. And I think... Given the legacy that sort of Perry's has, you know, in the local community and having seen some of the struggles with with hiring people at, uh, and entrusting them with your restaurant in, in, in the past with Perry's, um, it certainly motivated us to want to be a part of it and help carry on the legacy of Perry's so that Perry, our dad, can ride off into the sunset and he, he comes in and drinks a glass of rosé or has an espresso from time to time but is you know largely free of any responsibilities or operational duties well if anyone's earned it he's earned yeah. it right he has yeah and he lo- i mean he loves one of the things that was hardest about the pandemic for him was not getting to be in the restaurants and interacting with you know our guests and people love love seeing him he makes a point you know he lives like a few blocks away from here in larkspur comes here every night between six and seven, has a little rocks glass of rosé that sits behind the bar, and he cruises around the dining room saying hi to people. A lot of people ask when they check in, hey, is Perry here tonight? (laughs) We kind of give him like a little playbook of like, hey, so-and-so's on 103, you know, someone's outside. So he loves to talk to people. And he does that too, you know, Union Street, Embarcadero. He doesn't get around to all of them as much anymore, but... I, I love that he's making his rounds, though, and, and people are asking for him. That's great. Yeah, and yeah. it's the essence of what he likes to do, you know? Sure. Like, I think the pandemic obviously took a lot of these social opportunities away from so many of us, and so I think we all cherish them a lot more now than, than we used to, or you know, we used to take them for granted a little bit. Well, that is the restaurant business, right? The whole social 100%. aspect of it. Everyone gets caught up in mixology and all that kind of thing, and it really is more about people than anything else. Totally. And, uh, and he's a stalwart for doing that. And it's good to see that you guys are following in his footsteps. It's also interesting, you know, being in Marin County, seeing him return to Marin County. I mean, mm. you know, this is not his first foray out of San Francisco. That's right. right? He used to have Perry's in, in Mill Valley and yeah. Butler's in Mill Valley. Right? That's right. Where, where Heidi Crayling Heidi came from mm-hmm. uh, originally. Yeah. So it's nice to see him back. And I know the community is certainly welcome back 
because Perry's down here seems to be doing pretty darn good. Yeah, we looked at this site specifically, the old Lark Creek Inn, for a couple of years while it was closed. You know, obviously the, the unfortunate fire put things on hold for a while, and we saw the site, saw it, just, you know, no one was really mm-hmm. looking to get things started again, and this is obviously a one-of-a-kind location. And we, we knocked on the door a lot of times to get, to right. get, to get people to start uh, saying, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll talk about it. And so I think, especially given that he lives in Larkspur, there's, you know, it's pretty sort of poetic that this is kind of like one of the last restaurants that he'll open. It's him coming back to Larkspur and opening a Perry's here is is very poetic in that, uh, you know, he, he was not successful before in Mill Valley, but this is a one-of-a-kind one of location, and he can walk here day-to-day, you know, to check in. And, say and it's a beautiful location. I mean, I worked at the Lark Creek Inn for several years. Oh, did you? So yeah. I have very fond memories of this location, and, <laughs> and uh, he's done a great job with it. And again, he's a pillar of the community and always has been, yeah. right? And so it's nice to, to, to have something so familiar be in a place that is so familiar. Yeah, it's funny. There's so many there's so many people that we talk to and work with now that have, have worked at the Lark Creek, or actually Perry's at one point or another in their career. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you haven't worked in the restaurant business in Marin proper if you haven't worked at one of those two places over the course of time. Why do you think uh, this location works so well? Because there were a few restaurants after Lark Creek. They're different incarnations that that tried but didn't succeed. But you guys kind of moved in and just kind of kicked butt right from the start. That's a good question. I mean, I, my opinion is only my opinion, but Lark Creek in upper um, management, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lark Creek. Again, was you know was such an occasion-driven place. It was yeah. so special. One of the first sort of chef inspired concepts and people came here for graduations for anniversaries but it wasn't necessarily an everyday accessible kind of place right. and it, it was expensive and it was very expensive yeah. but and it was phenomenal right and they kind of iterated their concept i think towards the end where they they turned from the lark creek Inn to the tavern right, right trying to be right. more a little more accessible to people and for us our concept is literally the opposite it's like we want we want you guys to come in multiple times a week right we want right. you to be able to come in with the family come in after a soccer game come in for an interview or a meeting mm-hmm. there doesn't need to be a reason you know come in in your workout gear come in you know before a wedding whatever so you know this location you want to be here, but you can't. You don't want to only come once or twice a year. You, right. you want to be able to come. Week it's after very Marin, week. actually. Yeah. Like you said, you, know, you can come in in your yoga outfit, or you could come in, you know, in a business suit. Yeah. And everybody gets along in the same sandbox. Yeah. So, and now uh, more than ever, right? People wear right. whatever all the time. Everybody's wearing warm up pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely it's sort of like there's something for everyone, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's very much our, you know, again, a lot of restaurants are are built now around you know, like a specific item, right? That that becomes something on social media that people have to go try. Or right. or it's personality driven or you know, or it's a certain specific kind of cuisine where we're like we're we're the culture place that's really just like it's about hospitality, it's about warmth and friendship and all the kind of cliche stuff, but that is ultimately what I think draws people here. Well, and that's not a cliche. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, you know, that other stuff comes and goes, right? But the quality and personality and long-term relationships yeah. are what make the I mean, business. I mean, I don't know if I exist, but Buckeye is the same way. Like, it's built on the same principles and yes. the same foundation, which is why it has the same power. You yes. Know? We'll see plenty of other places come and go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of places coming and going, you've got an exciting new project opening up in Nevada. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. Uh, the old Wild Fox location on Alameda del Prado. We were approached by the very nice gentleman uh, who are from Renison Hotels, uh, owned own the Best Western Plus there. That was back in the winter of 
2020, I think. So it's been kind of a long process, um, as, as it always is, but construction is rounding into form. We're looking at a early May opening. Oh, wow. wow. There are a number of things that depends on, yeah. Still have, you know, permits that need to be signed off on and all that kind of stuff. But we're, we're really excited to go to the Novato market. That's the furthest north you've ever been. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. We, we've, we've looked elsewhere, as we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. but this is the furthest north, and it's obviously a little closer than Santa Rosa. So Novato has 55,000 people, something mm-hmm. like that. It's almost the same population as San Rafael. And from what I understand, you're a resident. You, you can probably educate me, but just not a tremendous number of options for, for people there. So I think... That's a delicate way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, I would agree with that. You know, and I, it's not, you know... And fewer now. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. fewer now coming out of the pandemic. Absolutely. And I, and I, yeah, having not necessarily, you know, I've been to a number of them and, and there, there are some good options, but just again, given the, the sheer quantity of people and, and I think, you know, still there's this migration north, right, of younger families or who not, you know, it's, it, Perry's is not only a place for one demographic or another you know we certainly we appeal hopefully to people that came to Perry's in the 60s you know and then and younger families too but But you bring up a good point because a lot of families now are people from San Francisco making the the trip moving over here to the North Bay yeah a lot of them in Novato a lot of young families you know with money there's no room anywhere yeah exactly (laughs) uh yeah talk to any real estate person they'll they'll tell you the exact same thing so but are you going to do anything slightly different with the the Novato location are you just going to keep going with what's working? It's a good question. Um, typically, when we've opened a new location, you know, you, you sit down, you think, you re kind of relook at your menu, you think about what you can change, how you can tweak it. It's just a great opportunity to kind of refresh yeah. your concept. We kind of did that coming out of the pandemic, like a lot of places did. You, you trim your menu down, you thought, okay, we're going to just, maybe it's the tail wagging the dog with labor, whatever, right? But we're going to try to just open simple and kind of with what we know works really well mm-hmm. and then grow into the community. And each of our restaurants, the menu's not exactly the same. It each does kind of cater to whatever neighborhood or, or demographic it's in. And that's that's just something that we've always done. As, as much as I love personally, I would love it if everything was the same and streamlined. <laughs> yeah. That's not the case. Right. And it's never going to be the case. And right. that's fine. Nor I mean, should it be. I would think. No. And it shouldn't be. And again, like here in Larkspur, I think we're really, we're really lucky we've become Become really knit with the community and, and become a big part of it through just mm-hmm. community events, but also just by being kind of this huge restaurant in the in the in the city of Larkspur. Um, yeah. We hope to do the same. You know, the lo- location of Nevada is a little different. Obviously, it's not yeah. a part of downtown or anything like that. But what what it lacks in convenience in, in that sense, I'm hopeful like access or accessibility. You know, people can come if you're going up to wine country or you're coming back from you a have tournament. parking. For yes. sure. Parking's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, parking's great. And that's it's actually a pretty building, too. Yeah. It's it is. And and you know, the number of eyeballs that will see it just going by. It's funny, we had a we had a conversation about our signage, which is normally just Perry's. It's not Perry's is certainly not iconic enough for people to just know, oh Perry's. I mean a lot of people think, oh, the deli, and we're like, yeah, no, my daughter <laughs> asked me about that. Not, <laughs> no, not yeah. the, and unfortunately I think the deli was one of the victims yes. of the pandemic, yes. which is really a bummer because I, I was a fan of it too, but we often got confused. So no, so we actually for the first time we're gonna put restaurant on that you know facing the freeway there it's gonna say restaurant so people actually know that's what it is instead of it being you know could could be anything when you're driving by at that speed Uh, but we're we're really excited about the opportunity hopefully Novato is ready for you know a little breath of fresh air well I think so I think when Novato is is, you guys are talking about and I live there obviously so I've seen it come up 
you know, quite a bit. I mean, our property values have jumped up 30% in the le- in, during the pandemic, yeah. which I'm thinking, that's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more family-oriented. It's different than most of the rest of Marin County. Certainly right. the, the more southern part of Marin is, is an older demographic now, but I think yeah. you can also, up in Nevada, draw from Petaluma, because it's really not that far away, right. where, mm-hmm. you know, trying to drive down to Tiburon or, or to Mill Valley from Petaluma is quite a haul. Might as well right? city, right? Might, yeah. no, might as well, yeah. exactly right. And so a lot of people think that way. And uh, I think that location is a little bit different and it's on that hub right right off of 37 right off 101 there where where people do come from wine country you know the the, the racetracks down the down the road there there's a huge influx of people when when nascar comes along and they're all looking for a place to eat yeah. so i've yeah. heard that from so many people and that was never on the yeah, radar yeah. so you don't think of hopefully NASCAR that's just gravy no no, no, no. <laughs> i'm like oh well, when there's a racetrack when there's a race i'm like oh yeah I never, I never knew when there were races, yeah. but I guess that you know. Again, there's just, fifty thousand people up oh, there. Oh yeah, you should race. drive by when they have a race. It's yeah. uh, or try not to drive and there's, by. Yeah. And there's nothing up there, right? No. Like there's, you have to, you have to travel one way or another. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. no. I mean, well, they, you know, there's some wineries, but I don't right. think the NASCAR guys are going to Ramsgate. They're not going to Ramsgate. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> and, and what in like in the Hamilton community there in Nevada, like where do most people go? Do they stay on that side of the freeway? At this to go up to like Vintage Oaks or to go to yeah I mean that's where I mean Nevada's a, a lot more spread out than right. say Southern Marin right. so it's it's not as community oriented in that regard so people are more willing to travel it's more like Southern California in a way like in San Diego everything's thirty minutes away and people just get used you, you to just that mm-hmm. same yeah. with Nevada Nevada is very spread out it is a big city but but it is quite spread out in comparison. So you really, you have to get in your car. You're not going to walk somewhere in Nevada. Well, that, that's encouraging for us because, you know, again, having this location that's so, you know, lots, lots of pedestrian traffic, I, yeah. it's sort of the antithesis of that. You know what I mean? Where it's literally just right off the freeway and we're next to Burger King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, people are used to getting in their car to, to go eat. That's the, you Well, know, that Burger um, King's always got people at it. So it that, sure that bodes well for an even better hamburger across the street. Yeah. So, I, but the thing is, is that uh, I think people, in, I know people in my neighborhood are very excited because there really isn't much... Uh, much of an option and it's right there which is so convenient you yeah. know and uh and wild fox had a, a had a pretty good s- strong following yeah i mean i was actually kind of shocked when i talked to dave Deegan about them closing that i couldn't believe it i thought that of all places that they would survive and they didn't so we've heard nothing but amazing things about dave and yeah. what, what he did to keep wild fox going for yeah. a long time um and it's 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 a little there's it's a small world month who owned wild fox mm-hmm. of course worked at Perry's on Union Street, I don't know, back in the back in the eighties or something like that. So and now he has Ricky's, just a, <laughs> a block or two away. And now he has Ricky's. Yeah. It's all it's, it's all away, yeah. very cyclical. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I think we we want to be. It's funny. I was asking the landlords, our landlords there, say, hey, where do people go for? Just a drink in Nevada, right? If you want to go for a drink at like nine o'clock. Grant, I know it's Marin, not, not that many people do that. And he mentioned Ricky's, and I thought, I was like, well, mate, you know, we always have this conversation when we open. Are we going to try to capture the late night business? That sort of doesn't exist in Marin, right? Because right. so many places have tried it. Oh, do you keep the kitchen open until 10, 11? And mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. But there have been numerous people that have, that have suggested that. Like, well, are you going to stay open kind of late? I wouldn't suggest. We'll, we'll start by <laughs> yeah. closing at nine, probably. We'll right. see if we can back it off from there, but we'll, we'll certainly go over to Ricky's. And well, the new signs say Perry's restaurant and bar. Or are you going to stick with restaurant? Just restaurant. Okay. I think you know the bar for us has always been. It's not an assume, but the bar is kind of like the heartbeat of all mm-hmm. of our restaurants, where you walk in and boom, it's right there. And certainly here. 
Yeah, in the Larkspur location. Yeah, the bar I mean, used to be in the little the bar used to be. Yep, exactly. Right. And so we took it and we dropped it. And what we thought was the the most special space in the whole place is kind of like you walk in and it's like this, you know, yeah. this amazing atrium and you see the redwood trees and that's that's where the bar was. So it's uh, a Cadillac now and compared to a Volkswagen like yeah. it was in the old days because yeah, it was tiny. I mean, I worked back there and it was it was tiny. And so. we didn't we did not we talked about moving the bar. In Wild Fox, or, yeah. or sorry, Perry's, whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> the artist um, formerly known. Yeah, as, uh, yeah, and there's a great, it's, yeah. you know, that, that back room that faces the hill, it would be an awesome place to have a bar. Yeah. And, and there, I think, uh, from what I understand, there was other, you know, prospective tenants that were looking at that wanted to do that. And mm-hmm. we, were, we were happy to leave it as is. But it is going to be, you know, it's probably 12 seats. And most our bars are like 18 or 20. Yeah. So that's from a accommodating, you know, bars in Marin are always seem to be magnet for people and, and so well, you got to be careful with having too too big of a bar versus too small of a bar because you want it to feel busy even right. if there are 12 people there right but you don't want it to feel like a big auditorium no. that needs mm-hmm. to be filled up so if there's 50 people it feels half half empty right right so right. there's right. always that fine line so you're going to more or less stick with the the current layout that wild yeah the, um, uh, left behind yes there's a small kind of like four foot wall that moves six feet so that actually we can make the bar area a little bigger you know we saw the furniture layout that was there when it was dormant so to speak and from what i was told wild fox's bar was always packed and was always a very you know Mm -hmm. a highly desirable place to be and so knowing that we were going to have fewer bar seats we wanted to expand the bar area a little bit so we'll have kind of as is traditional with our restaurants four to six sort of high top you know wood bar tables that are across from the bar a communal table so that even if someone can't find a seat at the bar they can still kind of get that get that bar feel a little bit and there'll be it's delineated uh, which is something we wanted to do here but the bar will be kind of that hex tile that is traditional from our our union street location and then the dining room will be you know have wood floors so it'll be kind of it'll be kind of you'll, you'll get the idea when you're in one place versus the other it's very cool i mean having grown up in the business and like you said you know like whether you were waiting tables as a kid and, and whatnot yeah. and then suddenly you find yourself running the business is this what you expected it would be god that's a good question the truth is i had no expectations because i as a and, and there's a big difference too between how sort of my dad worked when i was a kid and i saw him working he always kind of worked in like an owner role whereas when we got involved operationally like that's how I work. Like I, I, it's it's even hard for me to sit in our restaurants and like eat without just see stuff that's going on, and I can't. It's really hard, it's hard to, to turn relax. that off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas he always, you know, he he hired people early on, and and he sort of had that role, which was it's the business side of it, but it wasn't necessarily being involved in the operational. Hey, you got to cover a shift, or you got to do this. So, God bless him for that, because. <laughs> That part of the business is yeah. can be can be really trying at times, but from an expectation standpoint, I think I feel really lucky that obviously he he paved the way for a bunch of his kids to have these great opportunities, and we feel like we're fulfilling his legacy, carrying it on, mm-hmm. um, you know, a number of things, and also sort of you know carving our own path too, because obviously yeah. with other expansions that did happen in the past, none of them worked until family was involved, and a lot of that is like trust and restaurant business and stuff. There's you know, it's wrought with peril. There's a lot of opportunities for things to go sideways, and, and they did. And now that we feel like we have a really close-knit family, that we can do this with confidence without worrying that handing over the keys to your concept and your brand and whatever to someone who you hired like a couple months ago, you know? So he has trust in us, and obviously we, we have confidence that can sort of carry, up, carry the torch, so to speak. So don't worry about tomorrow. 
Please join us next time where we welcome all these followers, Perry Butler, to talk about new projects, old projects, and the state of the bar business. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. Have a drink on me.